Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings, greetings, everyone. It is Being Brown at Work. And I, for those of you that have been following, you know I'm so excited about tonight. So excited because I have my first guest, a phenomenal, what I, what I can call a friend because we've been developing a friendship and working together. So with no further ado, I'm just going to jump right in to having this conversation with Telva Magruder. Telva is the chief of diversity, equity, inclusion at General Motors. Tava leads the department and execution of strategies that will ensure positive change toward a high-performing, inclusive culture. Prior to this role, Tava was Director of Workplace Engineering and Operations Solutions and Sustainable Workplaces Organization. She supported the global footprint for facility engineering, technologies, energy strategy, and multiple facility management strategies. Earlier in Telva's career, she held positions of increasing responsibility and influence within manufacturing engineering at several manufacturing locations, where she motivated teams to rethink the possible in project execution, maintenance, quality, operations, and labor negotiations. Telva earned her BS and MS degrees in electrical engineering from Purdue University. Along with her professional accomplishments, Telva is dedicated to teaching and leading others inside and outside of General Motors. She is chair of the board of directors for the Girl Scouts of Southeastern Michigan, vice chair of the advisory board for the Oakland University School of Health Sciences, a member of the advisory board for the University of Michigan School of Environment and Sustainability, and a member of the board for engineering tomorrow. So now you guys know why this, I'm so excited. <laughs> fabulous, fabulous woman that I have here. Telva, so glad to have you. So glad hey, to have Linda. you. Linda, I am so <laughs> glad to be here with you tonight, this afternoon, this morning, wherever you are. <laughs> exactly, wherever they are in the world. Absolutely, right. Telva, thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you as a guest on Being Brown Live. And, you know, when we were talking several weeks ago about uh, this session we were going to share today, and we were talking about what we were going to share with everyone else, and you came up with this phenomenal title, you know, Fearing Less and Becoming More. And I remember when you said it, how it how it hit me. I mean, it really just resonated with me because immediately when I heard the words, I thought about my early career. And everybody that that is catching this um, later in their day or evening, they know that I talk a lot about uh, the fears that I had early in my career and some of the uh, unfortunate experiences that led me to having limiting beliefs. 
that really impacted negatively in my career. And so when you, when you gave this title, I thought, oh my gosh, yes, this is definitely something we need to talk about because there's so many women that look like us that still struggle with this day to day in their career. So, you know, I'd like to start there, Telva. Can you share with us a little bit about, you know, in your early days, your early careers, you entered into corporate America. What were some of the challenges you had around fears and limiting beliefs? You know, as, as similar to your experience, there, there were many. You know, you, you can start with, I was a, a young engineer, um, you know, going into a role in an organization that had men with tens of years of experience. You know, I started my career uh, at a NASA research center and my leader and everyone I was working with, you know, had so much more experience and, and they had so much more context that I didn't have. You know, I didn't grow up fixing things. I didn't grow up rebuilding cars. I didn't grow up with someone around me that could even demonstrate in any way what an engineer was. You know, my, my parents didn't know what engineering was when I decided to be an engineer. And I did grow up building Legos and Lincoln Log houses and, and things of that nature constantly. I absolutely did that. But when I got to university, I was with all these, you know, classmates that knew these electrical circuits like the back of their hand. They didn't have to study. Mm -hmm. I didn't get it at all. And then so I get into the professional world and I have now, you know, men with, you know, 20 years of experience, 30 years of experience and things like that. And they were certainly interested in teaching me. But you put this burden upon yourself that, you know, I shouldn't have to ask questions all of the time. <sighs> you know, you know that I, I feel like I've just gone through four years of school. I've earned my degree. I should get some of this, you know. Yes, and, yes. And, right? And No, yes, absolutely. I and, mean, I've I did the same thing, Telfa. I completely can relate. Right. And and you and you want to be the one that comes up with something that someone says, oh, you know, I I understand, I get it. That was that's cool. I had never thought about that. But at first you feel like you can't be that person because you know you have to grow and you have to um you really have to listen well enough to be able to understand that they don't know everything either. You know? Okay, yes. they don't know everything either. And yes. so the first experiences I had, you know, both at NASA and then I had a similar experience when I went to General Motors as a, as a young engineer in a manufacturing site that was making, a, you know, over a million parts per year. You know, everyone's moving fast. It seems like everyone knows everything. And then you listen and you realize you know, they, they don't know everything, yep. you know. And yep. so in, in both of those situations, what I realized was there are things that I'm understanding that they're just now figuring out as well. And so while there are things that they know that I can depend on them to teach me, there are things that I'm figuring out right now, sometimes ahead of them, mm -hmm. because they don't even see it as a challenge. They don't right. see it as a problem. Right. And, right. and I've got a different perspective. And so that's the first thing to understand. In almost every situation you're in, regardless of where you are in your career, we'll tend to assume that we're less than. We'll tend to assume that those others know more than we do. Okay. And, and, and if I can, if you just said something, Telva, that, I mean, again, just really hit me. We assume that we're less than. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that seems to be, unfortunately, the immediate place we go. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's not that anybody said we were. Right. Right. It's not that anybody told me. It's not that it, not that I actually did something and somebody judged that. No, we just immediately assume and tell ourselves we're less than. What do you think that? I mean, I know for me where that came from, and all of us have different roots of that. But um, why do you think that that exists predominantly around for women of color? And then, what would you offer to someone that Righty might be listening now that has been telling herself that? Yeah, I'll tell you, um, I, I have two favorite quotes that I that I really want to get out during this discussion. And okay. the first one is one that you've probably heard. It's by Marianne Williamson, and she wrote it many, many uh, years ago. Um, she says, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? Not to be. Who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. You are all meant to shine as children do. We are born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. And it's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. Mm -hmm. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And as we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And so you think about that and let that sink in. Yes. And, and, And then you ask, you know, why do we do that to ourselves? And, and part of it is because from a young age, um, many of us are told to stay in our place, mm-hmm. right? We're mm-hmm. taught as children to find our place. And definitely in our culture, we're, we're certainly taught to find our place. And we're also um, to some extent taught that we can be intimidating yes. as black women. Yes. Okay. You know, you hear it all the time, you know, strong black women. Right, mm-hmm. strong Latino mm-hmm. women. We lead our families, and yes. it's and it's not that other women don't do that, but certainly in our heritage, in our history, in our sociology, and therefore ingrained, ingrained in us. Okay, we we have this sense of I'll take care of it. You know, this, absolutely this sense of power, right? Mm-hmm. But, But what happens, we also know that oftentimes, also based in sociology, also based in, therefore, psychology and neuroscience, that in society, when we're too strong, we're seen as threatening. Yes. Okay. When when we are displaying all that we can be, it sometimes creates a problem. Who does she think she is? Yes. You know, why is she angry? <laughs> you know, that, uh, oh my gosh, that's something that comes across when we are just expressing ourselves strongly. Sometimes that happens. Mm-hmm. So, what we'll tend to do is we'll lessen ourselves, we'll, yes, shrink. we'll, we'll have shrink. that fear of not being accepted. And, and so, it's finding that balance between, you know, being who we are and being accepted without pushing people away. 
Exactly. It's that fine balance, right? Because yes. it is a, it's a very, very fine line. And, and something else I wanted to add to what you were talking about, Telva. Yes, we are taught that. Another thing I know I was taught and most women, uh, black and brown women show up this way. You have to work hard. You have to be better than everybody else. So your head is down, right? And you're working so hard. So because your work product, you've been told that it has to be better than everyone else for you to even have get to that equitable playing field. So in doing so, the part you just shared, the being, the showing up and not shrinking, we're not even thinking about that, right? That's right. Because we're so focused on making sure that we have this work product that is above and beyond. Therefore, the perfectionism thing uh, comes across, you know, that, that trap. And then, you know, if we don't, if we make a mistake, then, oh my gosh, we shrink even more, yeah, right? So we don't want to be the angry black woman. We don't want to be, you know, overly passionate. Uh, we don't want to be all those other things. And at the same time, heaven forbid, we put the data in the wrong place or we make the wrong analysis or we make a mistake. Right. So, you know, so, so here's the thing. We do all that work. We do high quality work, let's mm -hmm. say. Let's say we yep. haven't made a mistake. Let's say we do high quality. Yep. Okay. And then and then we share our work. And then there is, let's say, some sort of constructive feedback to that work. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times what we'll tend to do is, is take that a bit more personally than we should. Okay. So so that's one of those things that, you know, now you need to look at look at it and say, okay, I get it. Let me go back at that again. And when we go back. We need to go back strong. We need to go back. Okay. You know what? Hey, I got it. I understand. Thank you. And check this out. Yes. Right. Yeah. But, yes. but oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll allow that to kind of, you know, kind of control Con us. Continue bit. to lessen us. Control yes. us a little bit. Now, let's yes. say we do make a mistake. Let's say we do make a mistake. And then, then we know we've made a mistake. A little bit different. <laughs> we make a mistake and we know we've, we've made a mistake. Um, now we'll tend to, um, rather than say, you know what, hey, I'm, I'm going to give this to you right now, knowing that it's not exactly what I want, right? Knowing that it can be better, what will, and, and asking for some input, mm -hmm. our mm -hmm. fear will tend to not allow us to do that. Yes. So a lot of times what ends up happening is we, we will, let's say, overwork. And yes, we've been told we need to work twice as hard. But what we'll tend to do is, is not necessarily ask for help because of that fear yeah. of being seen as less than. Yes. And, yes. and, wow. um, and so, so and, yeah. And in doing that, what we're doing is we're making ourselves work even harder. You know, what we, we have to realize is that others don't necessarily have that fear. You know, mm -hmm. they'll walk in and say, look, you know, I've been working on this. <laughs> Oh my gosh, and I've seen it happen. Yes. You've seen it happen, right? I've seen it. Yeah. You know, I've been working on this. Um, you know, here you go. We still got some more work to do. I need you to help me figure this, this or that out. Right? Yeah. And then they'll move through more quickly. And so when you talk about fearing less and becoming more, what you're really talking about is, you know, accepting yourself as you are, paying attention to what's going on around you and realizing that there is there is really nothing going on with you that isn't going on with everyone else, right? 
Absolutely. You know, and, and yes, you know, are there are there biases that are going on? Absolutely. 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 But when we think about the fact that we've built our skill, right, whether it be mm-hmm. through going to university or building our skill in other ways um, mm-hmm. through the School of Hard Knocks or through right. trade school or whatever it is. Right. 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 Built our skill just like others have built their skill. Mm-hmm. In ways that are relevant is what I mean when I say just like. Mm-hmm. And so so we do have it inside of us. And 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 we need to realize that, you know, admitting that you're not perfect, to your point earlier, mm-hmm. right? While yeah. it may be a little scary, working through that fear opens up doors of growth. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, that we might not otherwise see. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, building relationships with people that, you know, you may be doubting their belief in you, mm-hmm. but sometimes we have to overcome that and build that relationship anyway to know whether or not they believe in you, right? Absolutely. You know, you yes. wondering, but you walk straight through that. You walk the best way out. The best way out is always through. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's always through. Always through. The best way out is always through. And so you walk through that fear and you start to build the relationship so that you can have more insight into that person, you know? Mm-hmm. And and it may be that there are aspects of, of, you know, how you get things done that they don't particularly like. But guess what? As you get to know them better, they'll find aspects of how you get things done that they do like. Right. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to just pop in there because everybody that's watching us now, I know they're probably thinking, OK, Linda and her relationship building, because I talk about that all the time. And I'm going to let everybody know, look, I did not prep her in advance. I'm trying to tell you guys this is this. These are the these are the things that work. Yeah. I mean, and, and relationships is 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 part of that building those relationships. This is beautiful, Tabitha. Can you? I want you to actually talk a little bit because we kind of glossed over it a little bit, but I want to, you know, get back to it because I always let the audience know that I'm not naive. We know biases exist. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not we're not naive to that. When I, you know, want you to share, Telva. It's it's that we know they exist, but they do not have to be the complete roadblock of which we decide we do nothing, right? And therefore, we just completely continue to shrink back. Can you talk a little bit about about that as well? Yes, absolutely. You know, um, throughout my career, and I know you're the same and those um, watching are the same, I've dealt with all kinds of bias, you know, all kinds of bias from... You know, people assume that I didn't want to take a, a hard job because I had children. Um, you know, people that have, you know, eliminated me from conversations that I really should have been in, you know, and trying to, yeah. you know, f- you know, realizing that that's happened, finding your way back in, understanding why it happened and working mm-hmm. to deal with that. You know, right. I mean, there, there are there are so many things, you know, development opportunities and you know, who gets developed and how is, mm-hmm. is, is very important. So yes, absolutely, absolutely it exists. The question is, how do you deal with it? There we and go. You, you, and you always have to deal with it. I am an advocate for dealing with it. What what too often happens is people see things and they just let it frustrate them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes. yes, I'm talking about black and brown women. 
And, and I'm going to throw in another quote and then I'm going to answer your question. Okay. Yeah. This is one of my favorites and it's, it's from Star Wars and it's oh. my man Yoda. Okay. And, and Yoda's, says, Yoda's got a lot of wisdom. I'm not mad. Yoda has a ton of wisdom. <laughs> yes. And Yoda says, fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering. And if you think about this in the context of bias, okay? Um, you know, we know that bias exists. And so there's a level of fear that comes to that, but it can quickly turn to anger quickly. Mm -hmm. And so we experience bias. And if we get angry about it, nothing is going to change. Right. Okay. And wow. so what we have to do once again is face that frustration. So in a situation where you see bias, you know, you have to understand why it's happening. So you have to pay attention. You have to listen well. You have to observe. Sometimes it can be addressed head on right then. You know, you know I've had situations where I was, um, I was leading a project and we ran into a challenge on the project. And then, and I've been leading the project for months my team, we put together a solution. Um, and then all of a sudden we have a leader come in and say, I'll take care of it. I'll make sure we ran this through. Mm. Well, I didn't ask for your help. <laughs> okay. right. and, and so that's the time to say, you know what? I appreciate your desire to help, but I, I'm, I'm fully capable of taking care of this. My team and I, we put together a plan you know, let me let me lay it out to you. I recognize the waters I'm about to walk into, but I think I've got this, you know, and, and I promise you, I'll let you know when, um, you know, if things if things turn, if the tide changes. And so, you know, and, 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 you know, and I didn't add, you know, it's kind of one of those, you know, hey, you know, they're not listening to you. They don't respect you. Let me take care of it. Okay. So in that is, is a bit of bias that says, yeah. you know, she's not quite able to handle this. No, that's not exactly what's going on. We have bias in the other organization. And so I'm ready to go deal with that. And I'll let you know if I need some help. And so it's, it's, it's not getting frustrated that, you know, you know, he doesn't believe in me. Okay. Or, right. you know, it's not, that's not the path. The path right. is to say, you know, I understand your concern, but we do have a plan. And, and I, and I promise you, I'll speak up when I do need some help. Absolutely. Right. So, so those are the things that we need to do when we see, you know, let's say someone has a developmental opportunity or a promotional opportunity or something like that. And um, someone receives it. And it's one of those situations where you just don't get it. Right. Then you seek to get it. You know, mm -hmm. you go ask the question, you know, I see so-and-so got promoted and um, I was really interested in that position. And we talked about that previously. Can you can you help me understand why I wasn't able to interview for the position? You know, and, and what are the things that, you know, we're going to work on together so that I can be ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. For the next yes. time, we don't want to let that fear of having a crucial conversation uh, keep us from addressing the bias that's around us in a constructive and respectful way. That's it. Absolutely. Yes, because if a we, way that can move things forward. Absolutely. Yes. We always have to move forward, forward because yes. what, what will tend to happen if we don't, then we'll tend to get angry. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll tend to, you know, we'll tend to make that, you know, it will tend to allow that to put us in a place of suffering. 
-hmm. And once we're in that place of suffering, we have to understand that we're not performing as well as we could if we weren't in that place. Our ability, you know, what we have to do to rise. And when I say rise, I don't necessarily mean up. We always think up is That's true, right? No, I do. We do. My career, I grew, you know, all this way, right? Before, right? Exactly, exactly, right? Before, you know, those significant moves up were, were really happening. But that growth and all those different dimensions helped me be ready, you know? Right. But if we're going to, if we're going to grow, if we're truly going to grow, we can't do it when we're in a place of suffering. We have to release ourselves from that. We, we have to understand that we are more powerful than we actually think we are. And we can control our destinies to a greater extent than we likely believe we can. Mm -hmm. You know, even me sitting here with you today, I have to acknowledge that to myself all the time. All the time. I have to to remind myself um, because what we want to be is focused on growth and breaking through our limitations. Mm -hmm. And um, in order to do that, we have to understand our limitations. We have to understand where we're putting ourselves on a regular basis. And so when we have that frustrating moment of bias or that frustrating moment where we we weren't perfect, which that probably happens a lot because none of us are, um, you know, we have to say, okay, you know, um, can I move forward here? If not, what's the limit that I have on myself? What can I control? Right. You know, yes. And we, and we put ourselves in a better position to do that evaluation when we're facing our fears, right? That's what allows us to become more because it's often one of those fears that's limiting us. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we want to, you know, you think about that balloon, right? We want to just poke through that skin and, and continue to stretch, continue to stretch and move forward. Um, and the best way to do that is realize who we are, realize what we're fearing and push. And push. Yeah. Fabulous. Fabulous. Because yeah. as we were, were about to wrap up our session, I was going to ask you for those tips. So that's beautiful. You know, the three things that you gave us in order to move through fear, fearing less and becoming more. Uh, could you restate those one more time, Talbot, before we end this session, make sure they know how they can fear less and become more? Yeah, so absolutely. So the way I like to think about it is to think about that that growth, constant yeah. growth. If we're not growing, we're dying. And so the question mm. that we have to ask ourselves all the time is how can how do I need to grow right now? Absolutely. Okay? That's the first thing. How do I need to grow right now? So that's that stretching. And then you ask yourself, what am I fearing that's 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 keeping me from growing right now? What's frustrating me, yes, yes. me from growing right now? Because those are very, very closely linked. OK, because mm-hmm. fear often turns into frustration and anger. Mm-hmm. Yep. OK, and so you have to step back and think through your actions, think through the whys and why not you're doing things. And then sometimes what I'll actually do is I'll make a note. Okay, I'm going to work on this. And then you work on taking a step that will move you past that fear. And a lot of times it's building a relationship. It's building the relationship. Yes, <laughs> okay. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. But you, you, so you, you figure out what's holding you back and then you figure out what action you can take. And then you refocus on that growth that you're trying to achieve. And, 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 and be prepared to 
go at this a few times, right? Mm, and, yes. and when I say a few, I mean hundreds. So this takes- <laughs> I'm so glad you were clear with that. I <laughs> do. When I say a few, I mean hundreds. So this is practice. And you won't get it every single time. Like, you know, don't leave this and go, well, tell the set, if I just do this, boom, boom, boom. No. So it takes practice. So you try that action, okay? You create your own feedback loop. You try that action. Maybe it's building relationship and um, or taking the first steps to build a relationship. And you see how that goes. And then you adjust. You see how you yourself reacted Mm -hmm, to it. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So now mm -hmm. you're in the loop where you're saying, okay, you know, where am I drawing my own limitation? Yes. You might right. have to try something slightly different in that relationship. You might have to try a different action with your with your leader or with your peer. But you yeah. just keep reevaluating yourself, taking an action, reevaluate, taking reevaluate. Action. Yes. And I think you just answered actually one of the viewers asked, she said, you know, if we're not growing, we're dying. She said, What keep what's keeping me from growing? growing right now. And I believe that's, I think you just answered that for Melinda, right? She's, she's probably not uh, one do maybe doing the uh, reflective uh, review of the, of some of the actions that she's taken. Maybe it's the lack of communication with a relation person with relationship and not getting that feedback. And, or maybe it's the limiting belief that she can't get there. It could be any of those aspects. Wouldn't, That's you, wouldn't you say, Tava? That's yeah, right. Absolutely. That's right. Because yeah. often we find ourselves, you know, I know I found myself at a point in my career where I was like, you know, I want to help a greater group of people. You know, I want to move to a level of leadership where I can do more and help more people want to get up and come to work in the morning. And there were days when I was like, well, you know, am I the problem? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. is it me? And then I had to, to step back and realize, you know what? No, it's it's that we have, you know, this is how organizations work. And so I need to put myself in a position where other people can see other people than the ones I'm with all the time. Can yes, see yes, yes, my yes. ability to contribute in a different way. And so that was the action I took. It wasn't the only action I took, but it was one mm-hmm. and it really helped. One of them. So, yeah. So and sometimes you're just frustrated and you have yes. to recognize that, you know what? Yeah, I'm frustrated that I'm not growing. Let me work on that. Yes, yes. Let me work on Excellent. Excellent. She's and she's I mean, Belinda, thank you so much. You're capturing the notes for for us. So for other people that watch this on the replay, Melinda's got your back because she's capturing the notes from Telva here and she's doing a great job, Melinda. I appreciate it. And she actually put in here, refocus on growth that you're trying to achieve. So and that's exactly what you just said. I mean, she captured this so very well. So this has been absolutely phenomenal, Telva. I can't express to you how much I greatly appreciate the time that you shared with us, the nuggets of wisdom you've given us. Uh, and I'm sure as other brown and black women listen to this, it's going to make uh, some transformational difference in their career. And I so appreciate you. I honor you. And again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time and joining us. It's been a pleasure, Linda. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. 
Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table. 